there's a lot of young faces and a lot young blood in this industry. And I love it. I think it's great, but I see them a little frustrated with not having a lot of success after six months or maybe even a year in the business. And I'm always telling them, you need to have patience and persistence. You got to be patient with it. You're not just going to be a millionaire tomorrow. You know, this all takes time. I've started things and built companies and got rid of them, started from scratch again. I've done that multiple times in my career. I, I, when I was speaking at the wholesale sharks, I told them, I'm, I'm totally comfortable just putting my underwear in a bag, putting a backpack on and just go starting new somewhere else. Mike check. I'm good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day of hustling. Hey, what's going on, everyone that is listening to this episode of the Online Hustlers Podcast, where we're bringing in players that are going to give us actionable tips, actionable items to take home after this episode. You're going to be able to apply this. Some of these are clients of ours. Some of these are friends of ours. Some of these people I don't even know of, but I know they're doing great stuff. So we get them to these podcasts. We get them to the episodes to start giving unspilling all the beans. And my job is to really extract the most powerful advice for you guys, whether you're starting out or you're looking to scale and doing a few deals a month already in real estate in investing and wholesaling. This is going to cover REI marketing on conversion. And today we have an, a guest that he's been working with us for quite uh, a few, a few, a few months now. Um, I want to say, I don't, I don't, I don't really know if it's like a year already, but we've been working for some time now. He is been working on his Facebook and Google PPC advertising for some good time he's in the most like i want to say one of the most challenging markets uh where you're going to find i buyers everywhere uh you're going to find all these gurus that are in mar the market which is the arizona market the phoenix market uh so you have to admire those people that stick to the the actual market which is the local market and don't have to go outside to kind of compete against the ones that are not really doing big deals but this guy decided to stick in this market he's a true visionary this guy was um was telling me that he came from the tile contracting world and i want to find out more because it's very interesting the guy uh scott has been working on on the game of real estate in many different levels uh he is also an agent uh licensed person uh where he was working with steve trang where we had him as a as an actual a guest um, maybe earlier on in these episodes you can listen to it and everyone if you get if you guys get any nuggets whatsoever from this episode share it away review it just share it with your circle i'm excited to have this guy here Scott, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, my man? We finally got this uh, 
connected, right? We are going back and forth a little bit with the timing, but here we are. You are, you are one of the most busy individuals that I've seen, but obviously, hey man, what options do we have? Like we gotta, we gotta be able to make the the money, the dough. You gotta make some bread. Option right. B has been doing some good stuff in uh, Arizona, and I'm here to really get to know more about you and make others that are listening to this episode see how much value they can get from you. So, man, I, I really want everyone to get to know you. Uh, like, just tell us uh, who you are, where you're coming from, what's your background. Okay. Well, that's this is a long story because I'm an old man, Esteban, so this can take a while. So I've really been involved in the real estate industry a little bit for almost 30 years now. The, the first house I ever purchased was in 1994, I think it was. So we're getting pretty close to 28, almost 30 years. And I've done just about every kind of facet there is. Like you were saying, I'm a licensed real estate agent. I owned a real estate franchise here in Arizona for a while and had a real estate team of agents. Um, I've done wholesaling. I've done land. Um, I did a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching in the multifamily world. So I've kind of run the gamut in real estate um, and I've come kind of full circle to where I'm at now where I'm just, it's just me. It's just really me. I, I'm working with you guys on some things for the marketing side and it's just me on my own. Uh, when we were talking about the tile industry, the tile stuff is what I did to get by in my twenties because I was trying to, what I was trying to do was flip houses, figure out how to get into real estate. And back then we didn't have any, you know, social media. I didn't have any data sources. I would go to a title company to have them send me a list. And I'd literally have a printed out list to go out and door knock. I mean, that's how it was back then. But in order to eat, you know, and feed my kids, I had to do the tile business. Uh, and then it kind of kept me in the swing of things anyways, because I was still doing houses. And sometimes I do tile work for flippers, like guys who were flipping houses, so I could see what was going on in the marketplace. And that construction background my family comes from that so like my father my uncle they're all carpet installers and tile installers so i did all that throughout my teenage years too you know in summertime when i wasn't at school which i didn't do too much school either just <laughs> so a, a simple background for me is i'm i'm if an old guy like me can do this business anybody can i have no traditional education whatsoever i left school i'd never finished 10th grade i left about ninth grade is the last grade i finished I went out and started hustling in the streets on my own. I failed all these years forward to keep trying new things. And, and here I am, an old, bald, gray-haired guy, and I'm, st I'm still going. So well, anything's you, possible. You've been doing great things, man. I, I know that you share with me that you've made from one deal, you've even made a six-figure deals throughout your journey. And you're saying that you're not even having this traditional education. Anyone can actually... Uh, start learning about real estate and get into the game. You've made over six figures with only one deal and you continuously get deals done. You're coming from the background in construction, but that obviously it's not like it's an advantage because obviously as a tile, tile contractor, you have to hustle your way to, let's say, marketing yourself or selling yourself through door knocking and then slowly being able to sell their products uh, to the point where other contractors, other investors, or whatever it is who was your client would buy from you, right? Mm -hmm. But 
like just tell me about like this whole transition of you being in the tile contracting industry where you had to market yourself and door knock and sell your product. Like how did that transition happen where now you're making like multiple six figures on just doing real estate and a few deals from that will get you $134,000. Yeah. Well, that transition for me was this 28 years. <laughs> so again, this has been a long, long journey for me. So if you're, if you're the thing about the tile installation stuff, since I was on my own, there is still that hustle aspect of it. Like you're talking about, you got to get out there, hustle for your deals. You got to show up to someone's house. You got to sell yourself. You got to bid the job. You got to get them to trust you. Then you got to get the job and then fulfill the order. Well, since as long as I can remember, even being really young, even though I didn't know how to do it, real estate was always very interesting to me because I grew up here in Arizona in the Phoenix area, and we've always kind of been a booming market for as long as I've been alive. It's always been growing and booming. And I used to always think to myself, these guys, I'm doing this tile work, you know, I'm doing these custom showers in some of these guys' houses. I'm thinking, what are they doing different than what I'm doing? And so what I did was I always stayed curious. And so um, and just recently, I don't know if it was yesterday, maybe the day before, I was at another meetup learning from some younger people in the industry. And you know, they kind of called me out and said, hey, Scott's been in the industry for almost 30 years, and he's still here learning. And I, and I, and I told everybody there, just like I'm telling you right now, I was like, never, it's never going to stop. Like You have to keep always learning and growing. You can't think you know it all because you don't. And for a guy like me coming from the background when everything was printed on the paper, uh, when I when I finally decided, hey, these people are doing things, I got curious. I wanted to learn. I'm still curious to this day. I'm always wanting to learn. And so I would ask questions, learn. Then I would find a course. I'd buy a course. I would study the course, not know what the heck to do with the course, <laughs> and just keep failing forward. So what I did uh, back in those days is since I felt like I knew how to hustle, what I would do back then, it was, again, title companies would print me out a pre-foreclosure list. I was print out maps on, I think it was MapQuest back in those days. I'd print out a map or I'd have an old school map in my car, the old school ones you fold out. Yeah. And I'd map out my journey and I'd go out there and start knocking on doors. And I'd have a little script and said, hello there, Mr. Seller. I realized the bank's trying to take your house and I'm here to help. It was a, you know, I was terrible. I just would fall, stumble through it. I'd have people chase me away. Uh, I would, sometimes I'd be too afraid to go to the door. I'd pull up to the house and I'd look and I'd be like, ah, maybe the next one. And I'd keep driving. Right. So it was just all these things over a course of a lot of time. Uh, I meet with a lot of young people in the industry here in Phoenix. There's a lot of young faces and a lot young blood in this industry. And I love it. I think it's great, but I see them a little frustrated with not having a lot of success after six months or maybe even a year in the business. And I'm always telling them, you need to have patience and persistence. You got to be patient with it. You're not just going to be a millionaire tomorrow. You know, this all takes time. I've started things and built companies and got rid of them, started from scratch again. I've done that multiple times in my career. I, I, when I was speaking at the wholesale sharks, I told them, I'm, I'm totally comfortable just putting my underwear in a bag, putting a backpack on and just go starting new somewhere else. Yeah. I was always so good with my back against the wall of creating something new and just going. So I, I, um, it's, it's honestly, this whole journey has just been a lot of failures, never afraid to try things and risk things. Um, and a lot of crazy things in the personal life that's made me have to start over and over again. I've been married and divorced three times over all these years. I've had companies and businesses that I failed with and had to start over. And so it's just all just been a fun journey and 
all of that combination of all those years of experience is what gets me the confidence that I have now uh, to be able to take these leads, convert them and do those, those six figure yeah. months that you're talking about. How, how, how many months is it that we've been working together already? When, before we started this, I tried to look and I, I asked my wife, cause she always checks all the cards for me on all of the expenses going out. And she was saying probably like eight months. So if, I guess that would make it like January. So I, I would say January might've been a little bef before that like late last year, probably too, getting things up and running. But I think we've been full on running uh, probably since January. It's really been, it was probably kicked in and running at that point. Okay. I mean, you're still here. What, how has it been? It's been great. Uh, it's, it's, since I work on my own, it's the only uh, marketing source that I'm using right now besides my referral base. So I still get referral base from family, class clients, uh, other guys that are in the business here in Phoenix will send me deals and things like that. But as far as that, I cut off a lot of the other marketing I was doing. Because I was having problems with the post office delivering, all these other things that had always worked for me in the past. And the consistency of the leads that we're getting with you guys is so predictable that I decided I'm just going to work that. Uh, I'm working on getting it really systemized and perfected so that I can ho hopefully bring some VAs on and then structure some things and then slowly grow from there. But it's been, it's been great. The, the leads are extremely consistent. And like you were saying, this is a very competitive market. And to be getting any kind of Google or Facebook ads, it's, it's pretty amazing that we're actually getting them. How, what's your approach, Ryan? I mean, you're, Right now you're working on, on your own and obviously you're going to be building out the team here here soon, which we can help you with remotelatinos.com, by the way. Um, and uh, what's, your, what's your current approach to an inbound lead uh, now you're being sent out? Yes, okay, you have all this experience in real estate. You decided to like stay on your own, kind of like having all these other marketing channels aside, but like what, what's your current approach to these inbound sellers that are coming in? We, I approach these leads the way I approach all of our leads for quite a while now. We, we created option B to help sellers, period. So we are licensed, like you said. Uh, we can offer them cash offers. We work closely with Open Door and OfferPad. It uh, wasn't that long ago. Maybe it's been a couple of weeks that we closed one with Open Door, a lead that came from the systems that we're using with you that after speaking with her, going through her options, it made more sense for us to get her to get done through Open Door. So we did that. Um, so... What I do is I approach every one of them like a consultant and I talk to them. I see what their situation is. I always use the W's, who, what, why, when, and where. And when I figure all that out, I put them in the category that I think fits best for them. So they might become a listing with us as a real estate agent. We might offer them a cash offer and maybe wholesale it or fix and flip it because we fix and flip as well. Uh, our bigger months were from fix and flips. Right? So we've done some, and we've done some from the leads that you guys have sent. Um, and then, uh, or maybe even working with other investors such as open door offer pad, or even some of the other hedge funds, uh, that are here locally. Cause I've worked with a lot of them as well. Um, so mm -hmm. that's our approach. Our approach is to talk to that seller, find out what they need and do our best to fulfill that. Love that. Open door. just joined forces with Zillow. Yeah, I saw that. It happened right when we were closing that deal with them. And, and I, they also got in trouble with the FTC for false yeah. advertising or something. So I was like, oh, no, I hope we <laughs> – I wasn't sure if the closing was going to happen, but it did. It's still closed. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Like, do they actually do false advertising? Open Door does false advertising? 
I, I don't know if I'd call it false advertising. If, if you're asking me, I think most marketing, most advertising is a little fluffy, right? A lot of everybody wants to put their best foot forward and put the message out to draw in the attention. So I think I can go across the board with almost any company and probably say that their marketing is a little bit fluffy, right? And so I yeah. think that sometimes government agencies like the FTC just sees a big dog and decides they want to go get some money from them. I've seen them do it before. That's just my opinion. I don't have any yeah. beef with any of the iBuyers. They have their place and their spot. And I've worked with, like I said, all of them. Yeah, sold houses to them and it's fine. I mean, you think about it, like you have the ability to fulfill your home sellers to a level where they're going to be able to have different options with you or just different levels of service. So for instance, if you're actually throwing a, an offer where it says, I will offer full price or top dollar for your property, you can actually fulfill that. Now, it doesn't mean that every single property will qualify towards that, just like the same way that not every single property qualifies for a cash offer. You have to inspect, you have to really understand whether that makes sense for the seller at that current situation, you know, whether that makes sense for the property itself. So that's why you obviously, I'm, I'm sure like this is, I'm just guessing here, uh, when, when you actually get the seller in and they say, hey, this person is going to help me get a top dollar cash offer. Now, the seller might be a little bit confused on what it is or might be thinking, oh, Zillow says this. I'm going to go and see if they are going to give me a Zillow. But then you reset the frame on the conversation saying, look, this is what I can do for you. Not everyone actually qualifies for this, but we can also do this. But let's just make sure, let's, let's, let's make sure that it makes sense for both of us. And then you go in and, and off, you know, being able to understand their true challenges, uh, yes. their pain points and understand like what really what's going on. Is that, is that what you do? Is that your approach? Yeah, it's a hundred percent. I sometimes will say it's like a, being a doctor. Someone comes in and they say, Hey, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, uh, you first, uh, you got to tell me what's bothering you, right? Like where, where is it hurt? What's happening? Uh, so anytime a seller's a little anxious about telling me what's happening with them, I just mentioned the doctor thing. If I, if, if you're, a, you go see a doctor and you walk in and you tell them, Hey, what can you do for me? The doctor's going to be like, uh, I don't know what's happening with you, right? What's hurting? What's bothering you? Do you have a fever? All these things. And so I act like a, a doctor, like a physician or like a consultant where I'm saying yeah. the house is important and we're going to talk about the house. But first and foremost, I told them I only make money and you are only going to be happy if I fulfill what you need. And the only way for me to do that is for you to open up to me and share it with me. If, if I can't help you, I 100% will tell you and I'll point you in the right direction. But most of the time we can figure something out.